Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost. Welcome to the Paper Outpost, the joy of junk journals. And today's topic is, oh my gosh, we are actually making books. And when you think about this, this is really a mind-blowing event because we don't teach this in school to people, but this is really one of those life skills that everybody ought to learn. And everybody would be better off if they made a book at least once in their life. Right, Holly? My parrot is talking to me right now saying, right, Mom, absolutely, keep making those books. We need more books in the world. All our books are disappearing and it's all going digital and we just don't have much of a record anymore with um, everything disappearing, everything from paper. Um, you know, we just don't have that log anymore. And when you think about it, making a book is such an individual thing. It's, first of all, individual because a book that we might pick up is a very individual choice. If you're walking through a bookstore, you might pick up something that is of interest to you, uh, catches your eye, you like the cover, you like the way it looks, you think it might feel good, you pick it up, it feels good in your hand, you like the paper, uh, you like the weight of the book, you like flipping through the pages. And a lot of us, many of us, remember many days of flipping through books. That was pretty much normal, and we thought books were always going to be around. But uh, books do seem to be a bit of a, uh, you know, a scare res- scarce resource these days. Uh, they're not used as much. We tend to go to the internet to look up things that we're wondering about. Uh, we don't dig around in the old encyclopedias the way we used to. But uh, there is something very precious, and there is something very sentimental, and there's something very um, heartwarming about a book. And to think that uh, it's not just for the bookbinders of the world. This is something that anybody can learn and anybody can make. And that makes it accessible, and it makes it wonderful, and it can even be fun. So let's dive in and take a little look into, oh my gosh, we're making books. How wonderful is that? So... It's a very individual choice, and it's also a very valuable life skill. Just think about how this is not taught in schools, but this is something that would be so valuable for everybody to learn at least once in their life uh, and to actually sit down and create a book. Now, they can create anything they like. They can take it in any direction, any style that they like. They can cover any topic. They can leave it completely naked inside and make it a journal just for writing in, or they can tell a story, or they can house secret, uh, sacred papers, or it can be a big book full of knowledge, such as a tome. The Greeks used to call their books tomes. Tome meant to cut. And I'm assuming that they would take the paper and they would cut it to fit inside the book, so it meant these were cuts, I'm assuming. Uh, in my deep research here, uh, I believe that uh, there's a great honor that is bestowed upon uh, the act of making a book. It's an old craft. It's an old art. It's something that we've adapted into newer arts today through scrapbooking and junk journaling and, and the like. And I think that there's so much that can be explored and you can have so much fun creating new things uh, from just very common household items. And it's a fascinating way to get this link to history, and a link to writing, a link to literature, a link to art. Um, just think about it. I mean, this is something, you know, when we do it with junk journals, um, 
Many of us do it for fun or pleasure or play, uh, for gift giving, um, but there also can be for knowledge or information or literature or um, other things, uh, poems and quotes and so many ways that you can uh, create a book and it can have many multiple different purposes. Uh, I think this builds a greater appreciation for reading, for uh, writing, for penmanship, for journaling. The art of journaling is uh, uh, thankfully still alive and kicking and alive and strong. And there's a new wave of uh, uh, bullet journaling going on or uh, bullet planner uh, journaling going on. And uh, paper crafting is soaring, thankfully. And uh, I do believe that it, it is tied somehow to the deep sense of appreciation for the old arts. Uh, the act of book binding or uh, creating a book from scratch, uh, basically you're taking papers and you're assembling signatures or little mini booklets that will be sewn into the cover. And they can be sewn, of course. They can also be glued and we have a myriad of glues that we work with. You can also use rings to uh, bind your book together. Staples are also used. Uh, Screw posts and binding posts are used and also coils. And uh, there are as many ways to bind a book as there are uh, artists who make them. And uh, uh, in common language, uh, if you went to a book binding shop, it would be called a bindery shop, B-I-N-D-E-R-Y shop. And uh, many of these are around that basically pay homage to the old way of making books. And you can watch many videos on YouTube about how to make books the old-fashioned way with clamps and presses and Coptic stitch and so many fun and fascinating uh, things to check out. If you've never checked this out, I highly recommend going and exploring it because they're just fabulous videos. Um, when you can actually see somebody make a, uh, a book with the old-fashioned methods. Uh, now with junk journals, we do our best with what we have. We have uh, certain tools available to us in our homes, and we tend to work with those, and we create something from nothing, which is amazing in and of itself, which I think is fascinating, and everybody uh, would be better off in the world, I think, if they all at least made one journal in their lifetime. So I highly encourage that. Um, I was looking back in the history and I I learned that um, bookbinding and bookmaking probably originated in India where they were taking palm leaves, two palm leaves, and uh, attaching them together and that was a very rudimentary style book. And then the Egyptians came along and they went and ran with it and added more versions with uh, papyrus. And uh, the Mayans had their own style of bookmaking. Of course, the Romans were famous for their scrolls, another way to document information. Uh, And then the Greeks had the tomes, as we discussed. That means to cut. Uh, The Egyptians also had something called the Book of the Dead. It was 200 pages. This is one of the oldest books uh, we, uh, one of the oldest books around that we know of, uh, it was used for funerary services for the deceased. And, uh, so, you know, making a book has a lot of history tied to it. It's more than just sitting down and shuffling around a bunch of papers and assembling them into something that's book-like. There's, there have been many before you that have sat down and assembled books and it was done to... Uh, translate or or give or transfer information to other people 
uh, to future generations, to other towns folk in the next town. Um, you know, it's just amazing how the concept of the book, uh, even though it is slowly disappearing, it has such a such resonance to so many of us. Um, many of us remember growing up reading Nancy Drew books or, or Hardy Boy books. Uh, maybe those were some of our first books. Or maybe it was, uh, you know, Sea Spot Run, uh, Dick and Jane, our reading books in school, something like that, um, or maybe some of the first books we had. Or possibly the lullabies and the, um, not the lullabies, but the bedtime stories that the parent, our parents would read to us may have been our first exposure to books. So books, uh, hello Holly, <laughs> would always be present in our world. There's so many uh, wonderful, fascinating ideas they create a story with words, with art, with textures, and with papers and different themes. And all of these add to the wonder of the creation of a books of a book. And uh, I just think it's fabulous that uh, we are delving into this area and creating these books, uh, sewing with cords and wax threads and you know uh, embroidery threads and uh, whatever we're using to pull them together. Some of us may be using leathers and uh, all sorts of uh, interesting things, sinew to sew them together. Uh, you know, it's something really interesting to explore. Let's just think about what goes into making a book. When you really think about it, all the effort and energy put into making the papers that go into the book, how much went on behind the scenes just to make that, how about all the strings and the threads and the fastenings and the uh, bindings that went into that, all the construction of that and the learned knowledge and applied knowledge to all of the things that belong inside of a book. It's just amazing when you think about it. Now when you get to the spine and the cover of the book, when you think about how much thought has been put into the best way to construct the book so that it withstands use over the time, over ages, uh, making it comfortable in the hand, lightweight enough to carry and hold, yet um, solid enough to feel worthy of the precious information that's on the inside. There's so much that goes into a book, and uh, I feel great reverence at uh, all of those, uh, for all of those um, craft crafters and artisans and bookbinders and bookmakers and um, people who did this craft for so many years, for so much time in our history as humans. You just think about it, how much went into the craft of a book. A book was a very precious thing many years ago. Uh, there were very few books. There were very few books around, and those books that were around were absolutely cherished. These were precious items, uh, protected, locked up, uh, only given to a few people, only shared amongst Possibly the rich or the wealthy or the politicians or, um, you know, uh, the religious. Uh, it was definitely a certain um, pride and honor to be bestowed with a book. And uh, as time went on and it, um, the printing press came around and it became much easier and less expensive to make books, much less time consuming, uh, then all of a sudden uh, everybody could have a book and then books were quite commonplace and they were wonderful to have wherever 
you went. You had your school books with you, and、uh, you had relaxation books so that you could read a novel or some、uh, fiction and just get lost in another world with your books.、Um, you know, so the book itself went through many transitions, and now we're going back to、uh, honoring the way books. Were made by hand many years ago in our junk journals, and、uh, even though we use different techniques and different types of paper and different threads and sewing strings to bind them, the art or the craft of actually creating the book from scratch is within our grasp. It's within our reach, and we get to feel the joy and feel the glory of what it feels like to actually make one of these. Beautiful pieces of art of history, and、uh, I think that it's really a fabulous experience. That I am so happy that so many people are jumping on board with this、uh, craft that has、uh, evolved over time,、uh, called junk journaling. That has possibly been、uh, branched off from scrapbooking or keepsake books or. Keepsake books, or heirloom books, or、uh, commonplace books, day books,、uh, ledger logs—however、um, they came about—I'm very grateful and very happy for it because it's simply wonderful that we can also enjoy this, and we can do this with things that are found around our home, very easy to access、uh, materials. And、uh, we end up actually recycling a lot of things, which is another plus.、Uh, we can take packaging, and we can take、um, old papers and、uh, turn them into something new and something that people might want to、uh, look at again and peruse again. And there's a there's a great joy in that, a great、um, uh, sense of wonder, I think, that we experience. And、uh, it just—it feels so good. It brings much pride and much、uh, joy to the creator of the one making these books.、Uh, I think a lot of us have felt that、uh, as we create our our journals. Many of them, maybe we're not so excited about. Maybe we're not so proud of. Maybe they came out a little goofy, a little off kilter, a little sideways, a little not exactly straight.、Um, Uh, but you know what? We still、uh, look at them, and I'm sure at some level we feel、uh, the journey that we went on to create it. And there's always, always something to be learned in the journey, whether the end result comes out perfect or not. It's not the、uh, end of the story.、Uh, if every time we attempt to make something, whether it's an embellishment for the book. Or whether it's the construction of the cover, or it's the construction of a new technique, possibly on a spine, or possibly a new way to assemble the papers. I think that there is much joy and much learning to be found within those pages, and within those materials, and within those papers. So I encourage you to stay focused on that. Keep moving forward. Keep making your books. Create with reckless abandon. Remember that fun can be simple, and it can also be historical, and it can be very important, and it can be a beautiful way to keep an old craft going strong into the future by our junk journals. So take care, everyone. I will be talking to you next time very soon on another fun junk journal-related topic, and I look forward to your comments and your questions. 
and uh, come check me out on my YouTube channel called The Paper Outpost. I am also found on Facebook, The Paper Outpost, and I also have a Facebook group, which you're welcome to join. It's a lot of fun. We do weekly and monthly challenges there. Uh, you can completely lurk and just watch to see what everybody else is doing, or you can jump on in and have some fun as well. So there's that. And you can also find me on Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, so um, I look forward to uh, connecting with you all very soon. Take care, everyone, and you have a happy crafting day. Take care. Bye-bye.